looking for a podcast about sports and current events that's worth a damn? Well, you're in the right place. This is On The Clock Radio. Funny as hell, and they love to argue. Let's do the damn thing. You're listening to On The Clock Radio with Raul Lescano. Raul Lescano. Reggie Edwards. Reggie Edwards. And Tyrone Benson. And Tyrone Benson. For young Jermaine, still underrated, but far from underpaid. And those some problems that fade the hunger stage. What's going on, the clock fans? It is a beautiful Monday, man. It is March 13th. We getting ready to go. It's spring break over here in Tampa. And I got my guy. I got Tyrone Benson, the boy from the Bay. I'm still waiting for Reggie. We got to hear if he's okay from DR, man. But we got a lot to talk about. We got NFL news. Panthers take the one number one trade from the Bears. Bears look like they're rebuilding to help out Justin Fields. I got Ramsey coming to the Dolphins. We got Jess going to get Rodgers. We got a whole bunch of, of, of things going on. We got to talk about these crazy referees, umpires, refs, whoever you want to talk, man. All these guys that, that control the game. So don't go anywhere, man. You hear Creed 3? You hear what's going on? You on the clock. Let's go. Not one designer in my ensemble You're tuned to the realest Maybe they ever spill his heart Until his dream Feel his pain Trust 16 ain't enough to do it justice Ooh, What's going on Tyrone man? You hear them bars from J. Cole? Yeah I was, I, was, I was listening Bro let me tell you something man I, This weekend I went to go see uh, Creed 3 man I took my sons to go watch it And if, if anybody that's listening Listen to me I know, I know, what do you call it? Our parents had Rocky. Like, they had Rocky Balboa, and, and I, I think the Rocky movies was a great franchise. I really do. But watching the Creeds, Creed 1, 2, and 3, I mean, this third one was a freaking home run, man. It was, it was I'm telling you, Tyrone, it was everything you want in it in a movie. Um, I mean, it was just fucking good. And it was Michael B. Jordan's first, uh, first movie that he directed, man. And it was, it was a home run for me, man. You, you got to see it, man. The fight scenes and the training alone is just, you know, that's what you watch Rocky movies for. Yeah, but I mean, he ain't, he ain't fought no Russian yet, son. Yes, he did. Hey, well, I don't know. I haven't really seen the first one. <laughs> <laughs> you got to watch the second one. He, watched, he fought uh, Drago's son uh, in the second one, man. His son was a boxer, too. And that was a hell of a, that was a, hell of a movie. You got to watch these movies, man. I can't yeah, be the I only one. To. I got I got to watch Creed. I watched oh. Creed one on bootleg, Jesus. so I couldn't really get a good 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 read on it. Man, go so. watch go watch it on. It's on HBO Max. Here's a here's a plug for HBO, but HBO Max you can stream it, and the movies are on there, bro. And and I'm telling you, man, I, I, I ain't playing pan for HBO Max. Bro, you can, the seven day free trial. You can watch both movies and then cancel that seven day trial, bro. I always I always forget to cancel. Jesus, so, Jesus. Yeah, so. I'm still, paying, I'm still paying for Pandora. <laughs> Pandora. I, yeah, I don't even know how to cancel this shit. So. Oh my gosh! It was it was good, man. My sons were even hyped when they watched it, man. It was it was dope, man. It was a good atmosphere. They even, you know, you know, it's a good movie when everybody in the movie theater is feeling and everybody starts clapping and all kinds of stuff, man. There's a part in the movie where I'm not gonna tell it, but the part in the movie that, and I was just sitting there like, who the fuck is cutting onions in this movie theater right now? 
Because it had me choked up, bro. I was sitting there like, you know, I'm not crying. It's pollen. <laughs> it's my allergies. You're soft like that. I'm, I, I've gotten soft in my old age. I ain't going to lie to you, bro. No, no, the movies I really, the movie I teared up on was, uh, what was that Will Smith movie? Um, Stop it. Um, shoot. I can't think of it. Well, him and his son and his wife, but his wife left him. What? Uh, oh, you're uh, talking about? I know you're talking about when he was uh, he was living in um on the streets, the, man, in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, I know like, what you're talking about. I can't remember my, the movie. My, my, like that, that part got me choked up. Like he was telling his that son, "There was dinosaurs out there, or keep the door closed." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that shit had me choked up, man. But yeah, that's about it. Yeah. See, uh, it, what do you call it? It, it uh. I don't know, man. That that movie was good. I don't, the other other movie that choked me up was a uh, John Q with Denzel, when he had to freaking get the heart for his son and, and yeah, yeah. bro, that choked me up. But this one choked me up a little bit too, just because you know of the history of the Rocky movies and and everything the kids been through. So, but it was good, man. It was it was fantastic. So if you, if anybody's listening, you, you if you haven't spent the money, go spend the money on this movie. Go to the movie theater. Don't watch it on bootleg like Tyrone did. Go watch, go watch the actual movie. Spend that money, man. It, it's good stuff, man. Michael B. Michael B. Jordan really knocked it out the park. And I, I thought Jonathan Majors, bro, the guy that he has to fight in this movie. Yeah. Jesus, man. Listen, these two guys. It, I didn't. Michael B. has gotten bigger every time he does these movies. Like he's getting bigger and strong. Like he's huge. He was and to me visually like he was. He he put on the weight, man. And Jonathan Majors just looks like a heavyweight boxer, man. Did did uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan have his Killmonger bumps on him? (laughs) No, but you know what? You know what's funny about Killmonger, man? I I was having this conversation yesterday, and you know what's funny, man? I hate to say this like this, bro. When I watched Black Panther, the first one, yeah, I was going for Chadwick Boseman. I wanted Black Panther Wakanda forever. I just didn't really see a problem with Killmonger and what he was mad about. I didn't either. I, I didn't. You know, I made my whole Instagram off of Killmonger. Like I don't know. I don't know. No, nobody said sorry. Nothing. Y- you know what I'm saying? Like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, look, did anybody get the, the the gist of that movie? Like, wait, 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 wait. Let me get this straight. Your father killed my father, and they were brothers, right? They these two were actual brothers, and you left me in Oakland. I was like nine. I didn't even see you, okay? I'm inside. You out there <laughs> right. playing basketball some shit, okay? Y'all snuck in and shit. Right. <laughs> you killed my dad, and then you left. Yeah, I don't know. He didn't say sorry to the man. That's the, po- that's the only I think I feel like the movie would have ended, or, or he would have been helping if somebody would be like, yo, we didn't know. Nobody told us, and we apologize. We're sorry, man. Come on in here. The only person I knew was the dude that was, uh, uh, what's his name? Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, yeah. He's the only one that knew the whole story about how they murdered somebody and left the fucking kid in Oakland. Jabu. Jabu. It's fucked up, man. They left that jit there. But I didn't see that he was mad, but I I was kind of secretly rooting for him because I was like, well, shit, I hope he doesn't die. And He made the movie good, though, so. He did, bro. When When he said that fucking line, Hey, Auntie, I fucking lost it. I was dying laughing in that movie. That is some that is some hood shit. <laughs> hey, Auntie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was good, man. I, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad I got to spend the money and see it, man. Uh, what about you, man? How was your weekend? What did you get going on? Uh, shit, I didn't do much of nothing this weekend, man. I was on call for work, and yeah, we didn't do much of nothing. I, I did my yard. That's yeah. about it. <laughs> you know what I thought about all weekend, also, man? I was wondering. What 
is Reggie doing right now? Like I was, but, I was sitting like, what's on, he on Facebook about an hour ago? He was. They were at dinner somewhere, so they were all dressed up, fancy and stuff. And at dinner, huh? Yeah. So oh, okay, whatever. I know he's probably getting some butt right now. Some strip club in Dominican Republic. He has to be. You know how he, you know how he gets that. Uh, yeah, I get. Man, look, I, I can't confirm more than nine. Oh, I know, man. But I, I hope he's having a good time. Hope he's okay. Hope he doesn't drink any liquor or shit like that over there. Where, he, you know, they had that glass shit in there or whatever that people were dying from a couple years ago. Oh, I ain't followed that. <laughs> yeah, so he's okay, man. Oh, we gonna get taken over like the cartel did those five people, man. That shit was crazy over the weekend, man. That, that, that's fucking insane. Um, God, they were down there for the wrong reason, though. Yeah, man. You know what's funny, man? I, I know somebody else was like, "Oh, I want to take a cruise to Mexico." I'm like, "Why?" Like, I, I was in the military, and I don't want to go to Mexico. I'm scared no. to go to Mexico. I'd rather go to some island and like I've never uh, been to Jamaica. I want to go to Jamaica. Yeah, that's, that's my trip. I think I'm gonna do it that during the summertime. Yeah, yeah. Put my money get right. Right now, I'm gonna fix the income because old girl ain't working right now, so mm. I'm gonna fix the income so I can't do much. Yeah. So I feel you, man. In two weeks, I, I've already spent my money for Jordan. On two weeks, I got to take him to a camp in Miami. So I've already spent my little my little, ch- my little change of the month. No, so, no, how they say it and come to your pocket change. <laughs> yeah, pocket change. <laughs> uh, so let me let me get let me jump into it, man. Some of the big news, and we won't go in order. I know we we talked about it when uh, in the intro, but so first things first, let's talk about my Dolphins here, man. Jalen Ramsey's coming to the Dolphins, man, and the Miami Dolphins they're losing a third round pick, and we lost tight end uh, tight end Hunter to the L.A. Rams. Now, tied to me. I know we're trying to beef up defense. I know we're trying to get out. I, I understand all that, man. And I think Jalen Ramsey is a phenomenal corner. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, are they trying to beef up? I, I don't know. For me as a Dolphin fan, I, I know you got to beef up defense, but I would love to see the defensive line get beefed up a little bit more and our linebacker core um, more. But, I mean, having Jalen Ramsey is, 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 is nice. I mean, he's not the same player he was three years ago, but, but I'll take I, him. I think- I think he, I think personally, my boy, just as he was, excuse me, even when he was at, um, shit, I don't know what school he went to. Uh, he Florida went to FSU, State. yeah. Yeah. But uh, even at Florida State, I've always liked the way he played. I love the way his attitude. I love him at Jacksonville. Jacksonville didn't want to pay the man. He would stay in Jacksonville. I mean, hell, they were even in the, in the voted trading back for him. Oh, really? And, yeah, so... I mean, I think you you line him up with another elite corner like Xavier Howard. Now you ain't got nowhere to go with the ball. Right, right, right. Because they're both shutdowns. And I, I think when he was at L.A., he, he, I don't think he fit the sister scheme too well because, I mean, he had no other dominant DBs back there with him. No. And they, were, they, were, they relied on the front line and Aaron Donald, yeah. really. Yeah, that, so, Aaron Donald and, and I, oh, God, I can't remember his name now. He played at Denver, and then he jumped over to the to the Rams, and now he plays for the Bills. Oh, Von Miller. Yeah, like Von. I think Von was a huge, huge loss to the Rams, uh, especially after just one year of winning the Super Bowl last year, and then or not that last year, but the year before, and then last year having a, the season that they had. I think that was a, a bigger loss than they anticipated losing him because he he freed up the D linemen to do whatever they got to do, and he right that, because, that, because you can't double team right. nobody. They got single block. Two of the best pass rushers in the game. Yeah, and and then that's it's hard to do. Right, and him leaving. I mean, him him pass rushing obviously puts a quarterback in in a rush to throw the ball, and then Jalen Ramsey's back there somewhere. 
uh, picking up football. So I think it was a good. I just don't think. I don't know, man. It's. It. I hope he. He hope he works out. I hope he leads the league in interceptions. Uh, but for me, I think LA kind of won that that trade a little bit just because we're getting a new defensive coordinator. We're, we've got a new offensive coordinator. You know, we're. You know, offense. Well, offensive coordinator. I say the head coach is doing it, but I mean defensive coordinator. I, I don't know, man. I hope he can fit the scheme that this guy wants to run. Because what if this guy doesn't fit the scheme, or maybe they think that he can fit? I don't know. I mean, I think with Jalen Rams with the Rams, all the time you see them get torched and burnt. He had no safety help. Like, yeah, but you got you're you're an elite corner. I should leave you with no safety help and be able to take care of it. But right, but if you're playing zone. Yeah, you know how zone coverage is. You know, if somebody threatens your flat or your curl flat or whatever your your assignment is, you got to respect that first. Yeah. And so, I mean, like in the Super Bowl when he got toasted, I mean, there was no safety nowhere around him. He ran the wrong – the safety went the opposite direction. I mean, so, it's, it's Joey Burrow just making the, the safety leave with his eyes. I mean – Right. So, I mean, I think he fell in that, that category. And I think Miami's D-line – is good enough, and you got Xavier Howard on the other side of him. You got two not good, two decent uh, safeties back there that can play. So I, I think Dolphins won that one because yeah. I mean the tight end they got. I mean he didn't really play. They got, all got Gasecki. So yeah, I mean they probably just use him for blocking or whatever. And their third round pick. I mean depends on who they pick. If the man turned out to be a stud in three years. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're right about that. Because you never know the future, what's, what's going to happen with these guys. Right. What other what other free agency, uh, like, things that you just eye-pop in, like, oh, shit, um, what are we going to do? You know what I mean? I'm still on this Aaron Rodgers shit. Like, what are you doing? Like, I know, I know. Like, come on, bro. Like, I, I don't, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I mean, I, they, you know, from you read the same shit that I was reading all weekend, and you know they were saying that the deal is almost all but done. Aaron Rodgers, it's up to Aaron Rodgers now. Uh, does he want to go? Does he want to stay? You know, what I mean, does what does he want to do? It basically, it's up to his decision of what he wants to get done. But we're back in the carousel of Aaron Rodgers and seeing what he wants to get done. I mean, do you really? I mean, and you're you play football, man, you, and we we know football, man. Is it easy to go from like he played what 17, 18 years with the freaking Packers, man, do you think he wants 15, to? Yeah. Fifteen. Do you think he wants to leave though? Has it gotten that bad I, in Green Bay that they're like, "Yo, I, I just can't play here anymore"? I mean, the stuff that he's fighting for, I'm like, yeah, he wants to get treated like how uh, Brady was and how Manning was. I mean, Manning was calling his own plays at damn freaking the Colts. Yeah, but I mean, Brady had Brady had the power at the front office where you know if he didn't want this player here if he wanted this player here he had to say so but Green Bay never, has never given Aaron Rodgers I think that's what he really wants mostly like hey you know we ain't drafted a freaking wide receiver since the one Florida State uh, Javon Walker from Florida State yeah it's been and a while so, I mean it's, I mean so it's like guys like let me get some say so who comes and who goes and I think I think personally I mean you you're a multiple MVP Winner. I mean, I, I think he deserves that kind of. I think he deserves it. Yeah, I, so. I think he deserves that treatment in Green Bay. If that's what you're saying, yeah, I, I yeah. think so too. And in, in that respect, in that regards, but do, does he make the Jets instantly contenders just because he goes over there? No, because Jets have a terrible line. I, I think so too. That's why I'm. I'm, I'm sitting there thinking like, man, you're 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 advocating for um, Aaron Rodgers to come over. There. Like you just saw, you saw Sauce Gardner. 
he he took the cheese head that he had taken when he played the the Packers, and he now he burned it, right? So he burned the pit in hopes that Aaron Rodgers will come on over. Um, you know, trying to be. But do you think he makes you a contender? I think you. I think your win percentage does go up, but I don't think you. I don't think you're going to make it to an AFC championship. I think you guys get first round bust if you make the playoffs. I mean, I mean the Jets came. I think they're like one game away from making it to the playoffs anyway. Yes. So yeah. I think he. I think he would get him over the hump. But I mean, it's just like you don't. Uh, I wouldn't. Leave. Well, Tom Brady left the Patriots. He came to Tampa and and built a line around him. Yeah, they went out and got players. They he won this guy, they got him. He won this guy, they got him. He didn't want this guy starting. He wanted this guy playing left tackle. And that that's how he did it. So it's like, you know, he ain't uh, Aaron Rodgers ain't gonna go to to Jets and do the same thing. Right, ain't no way in hell. Right. And then plus, if the contract's already done, like. Now, how much how much money is he gonna get playing for the Jets? Now they're gonna have money to be able to do that kind of shit. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't dive in to see if they're gonna get, um, you know, like, uh, like if they free up cap space or anything. Like, I, I don't know what they're gonna get. You know what I mean? Um, right. But I, I don't. I mean, that division in itself, the Jets have to play the Bills twice a year. They gotta play the Patriots twice a year, and they gotta play the Dolphins twice a year. You know what I'm saying? Um, not to say that there's the Patriots are a slouch. I think the Patriots are, are a decent team that you can that you can get beat with. You can you can definitely get beat because you still got to respect Bill Belichick. The Dolphins right. are in the come up. You know what I mean? Um, if we can keep Tua standing up and hopefully win win some games and keep him healthy, maybe maybe we could be dangerous. But the Bills, the Bills runs our division. They they run the division right now. They're the team to fucking beat every year. Um, and right and right now they're the leaders on the Derrick Henry shopping spree. So. <sighs> Bro, listen. If that trade happens, if I, I, I can't imagine what they have to give up to get Derrick Henry. But they, they get Derrick Henry over there. The Bills are fucking, they're dangerous. They're, they're, I mean, they're 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 right there because in some of those games down the stretch, you could just give it to Derrick Henry and run that clock out. Yep. You know what I mean? And then I not have to throw the ball every single time. So that that's gonna be interesting, man. Um, also, the Panthers. I mean, the Panthers acquired the first round trade from. First round pick from the Chicago Bears, which was interesting. And then in that trade, the Bears got DJ Moore from the Panthers, who's a freaking monster. Yeah. You know I, mean, I, mean? I, don't, I don't know how many football fans have watched DJ Moore last like three years. He's, but, a, he's uh, a beast. That joke is legit. Absolutely. So, I mean, if him and Fields can get a connection, get a bond, get some cohesion. Right. Yeah, he, he finally got his number one. Now the Bears got to do either draft or hit free agency hard or bring in just like Adam Thielen and some other little some other big name receivers or draft if, if, receivers. To be honest with you, if I'm Chicago, I'm trying to go after Odell Beckham. Well, it seems like it seems like Odell Beckham will sign with Dallas. No, That's I know, but saying. I would try to swoop in. And try to steal him away. Like I would try. I would try to make that because that's all you need right now. You have DJ Moore and Ode, uh, uh, Odell Beckham on the other side, man. You you leave guys underneath open all the time now. You know what I'm saying? Especially for your tight ends. So I, I wonder. You know, I would try to swoop in. If you're not going to get him, go get somebody that can that can complement having DJ Moore on one side of the field or not. You know what I'm saying? But it's good to see right. Chicago trying to build. You know, these are the things that we were frustrated with Baltimore with for so many years. Like, damn. You know, everybody's mad that Lamar wants more money. He turned around his guarantee and blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, he should. Because in the five years, they, you haven't built anything around here. But see, the problem with the difference between 
uh, Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields is the receivers don't want to go to Baltimore to play. Well, so, well, because for many, and there's something spec. There has to be something to that. You're 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 right. You're not the only person that said that. There's people that have told me like, yo, nobody wants to go over there because he's not going to throw the ball. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's what the stigma is. I'm, I'm like, not, I don't I'm, I don't I'm see that. Even, yeah, I'm not even saying it's because he won't throw the ball. I mean, look at his stats. Every year he throws for more and more yards. I mean, hey, he was yeah. he probably hit 42, 4,500 4, yards this year if he didn't get hurt, but. Back then, they were, Baltimore was a running team. Yeah, exactly. It, and so, you know, they, they they relied on the run more than did the pass. I mean, it was games he threw maybe 13 times the whole game, and they ran, for, they ran 42, 50 times a game. And so, I mean, that Ingram and uh, whoever else, I forgot the other running back they had before or with Ingram. It was, yeah, I forget his, I forget his name, but you're, I know you're talking about it. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, they were a run-first team, so – of course, I'm, if I'm a big name receiver and I need to go somewhere, I'm not going to Baltimore because I'm ain't on their throw. Right. So, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, we'll find out Tuesday when Fancy opens up and see where everybody goes and who's who's going. So I know, man, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be. I, I hope it's the the way the NFL keeps scoping out every year. It, it's getting nice to see these other teams, you know get a chance or at least be competitive. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I was excited about the Bears last year, watching what they did offensively. They just couldn't close out football games. So, you know, they remind me of the Eagles when the Eagles were struggling the year before and then the Eagles got it together. You know what I'm saying? But see, they, they took the page at the Eagles because they, they well, Jalen Hurts' first year, as a, when, he first started, when he first started starting, um, well, they, they were out on his legs. They ran them. They ran quarterback bootlegs. They ran quarterback sweeps and draws, and man, that's that's what they did with Justin Fields. Right, right, right. And when you when you got elite four four speed, you can do that kind of stuff. But I mean, like you said, they couldn't close them out. They could they'd be winning, and then you know they, they, they weren't built. They weren't built to throw, so they weren't built to come back. Right, so, right. I mean, they were built to play ahead. So I mean, we've seen that with the Eagles. I mean, they were built. They were built to, to play, be ahead. And so when they get tested and they have to come back, now can Jalen Hurts do it? Right. I think he. I think he proved it this year. He could do it. Right. And so I mean, I mean, Chicago's going to be interesting. I mean, depending on how they got, that's got to do the draft right. And with that, that with that trade, and right now Bears won. But it depends. Winning, but it depends on if Carolina gets the quarterback situation right. Yeah, who do you think Carolina t- since they have the first round draft pick? Who do you think they take? You, they got to take a quarterback, right? Yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'm going Bryce Young. Okay, Bryce Young. Yeah, sure. Uh, I think I think after seeing the combine numbers that Richardson put up and the comparison between Richardson and Newton. Um, I wonder if they're leaning towards that way. You know what I'm saying? Nah, no, I don't, I don't think they would have traded up that far and, to, and like did away with DJ Moore if they were trying to get Richardson. Richardson ain't going to be the first round, first pick of the draft. That's not going to happen. Well, then, I, yeah, I, I don't know. What, then if you're doing that, if you're going to go first round and pick Bryce Young and he doesn't have any weapons to throw to. But, but see, and that's what I was listening to Mel Kuyper this morning about – because now uh, Bryce Young's established that 
You put you put weapons around him, he's gonna light you up all day long. Right. Last year he didn't have no weapons and he still lit you up all day long. Mm. So he said he said what he was saying was Bryce Young's already been proven that he can take nothing and make it a little bit of something. Yeah, but that could be so, systematic too. You know that that's that's college football, man. I mean, I, I don't know. The, the same thing with Johnny Manziel. They they well, use a system quarterback. Well, we can't say that about Bama because they get new offensive coordinator every year. Well, then that you know, you're fucking right about that. That's true too. <laughs> so, you're right about we can't, that. We can't say it's a system because I mean he's had he had three offensive coordinators the three years he was there. So right. So I mean it's it's I don't know I'm going Bryce Young but I mean CJ Stroud's right there on his on nipping at his heels. So. I mean yeah, and Max Dugan is still there. Not to say that these guys are first round draft picks. I'm I'm just saying like there's. It's a speculation of who they're going to be. We know it's going to be a quarterback. It has to be. If you're going to start building your team again, you're going to have to build around a QB. Um, well, it's going to be what they, because of what the, the Panthers got the first pick, Tess got second pick. So yeah. if Bryce Young goes first, CJ is going second, or vice versa. And that's how it's going. Well, speaking, so. of, speaking of the line of quarterbacks, man, the rumor down here in, in Tampa is that they're targeting Baker Mayfield since he's a free agent from L.A., man. Yeah, I heard that too. Now Baker Mayfield and freaking and or Gardner Gardner Minshew. So yeah, yeah. So I, and I but I think that but from what was said here, and again, this is just speculation. I don't really know this. This is what they're just rumored to say. They're saying that he's gonna they're getting him to be the starting quarterback. Well, Boyle said Boyle or Bowles, whatever his name is. He said that um, Kyle Trask will be the, will be the penciled in starter. And they want to bring in a veteran quarterback to challenge him for the starting job. Right. So, I mean, we bring Baker Mayfield. I mean, he still got a cannon for an arm. He still has years left on him. So, I mean, I think that'd be a good pickup because I mean, he's a gunslinger. I'll make Mike Evans happy downfield. So, I mean, but I mean, is he going to be another Jameis Winston? Right. So. I don't know, man. It's like it's just every year. It's like Fred just gets wilder and wilder. Because last year was wild. This year is well, you, wild. You know what's so. funny, man? I, I had that conversation too over the weekend. I think free agency is a little bit more. The players have been a little bit more in control of their careers uh, than the years past. You know what I mean? There's a little bit more reconstruction of of contracts and and getting people to do some things. And then the players actually have a say so on some of these things. A little bit, not much, but a little bit. Not as much as you know the NBA or other sports, but a little bit. You know what I mean? Right. So it's it is getting weirder and weirder. So I mean, like you said, they, they have more control and power of where they want to go, and they put they put it in their contract. You know, no trade clause. Right. They can deny anything, and so I mean, it's it's a it's a big adjustment, and I, mean, I like it this way. I mean, everybody's on the move, but at the same time. I like the back then, back then for old school football teams in the 90s and stuff, where that player stayed there for a while. Like, he wasn't there for two years, and then he wanted out of there, and they, he's gone. And that's the reason why I mainly stopped buying jerseys because, like, right. everybody's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to buy me, you know, this Tyreek Hill jersey, and two years later, he's gone. He's out like, of there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then he's out of there. That's so, true. That's true. I mean, it's just. I mean the players. I mean I know they're chasing the they're chasing the bag, but I mean sometimes you gotta be loyal. You gotta be loyal to the team. And well, shit, but you know what, brother? You're in a league that's not fucking loyal to them either, man. You know what I mean? So it's hard to be loyal to a to an owner. Like for instance, if I play for the Steelers, I'm fucking loyal to that organization. 
Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I know what I know what you're gonna what you expect, and I know how you know the the, the owners and the GMs. I know how they run their business. So I, how, I'm gonna be loyal to you. I'm gonna, be, then, I'm gonna be loyal to the Patriots because yeah, they, how they do things. Yeah, I mean the Steelers. I mean they're loyal to the, their players and coaches. And it's and everybody. It, it's echoed through it. You know what I mean? Like it's through the whole organization. So yeah, I would be more willing to do reconstructive uh, uh, contracts and, you know, doing whatever needs to be for, for the team and stepping up a little bit more because I know I have that backup system. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I mean, hell, we've had three coaches at, at Jackson. We've had three coaches in the last four or five seasons. Right. And then you look at the Steelers, they've had three coaches in like 50 years. Yep. So, yep. I mean, you had Chuck Noll, and then you had Bill Coward, and you had Mike Tomlin. Exactly, bro. And they, they're they loyal to these guys, man. They're loyal to these guys. So I, I can't, I don't know, I, I would be loyal to them. I, I can't be loyal to, like, let's say, the Cleveland Browns because you can have one good season the Cleveland like, yeah, you got to still get out of here. You know what I mean? Um, right. I don't know. There's some organizations you just got to be careful for because they'll, 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 they'll scrub you because they're still looking for ways to win the game anyway. They're still looking for ways to, to build an organization. So they'll do you away easy as hell. You know, um, I don't know, man. We'll, we'll see how the free agency goes. The other thing I want to talk to you about, man, and, and I, I don't know how the listeners are going to feel about this. I don't know how you're going to feel about this. But I, I don't know if you saw it. It came over the weekend. I'm sure that everybody in sports is going to talk about this throughout the week. If they don't, I'm sure they'll touch on it. Um, I was watching the baseball game of um, the two teams. was Mississippi Valley State, I believe. And Mississippi Valley State, and I forgot the other team. I forgot the other. I, I do. I apologize, man. But I was watching this, and I and just like everybody else, I'm scrolling through Instagram. I'm just looking, and I get a sports clip of these two teams, and it says "Wait to the end." And I'm watching this 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 game, and you can see it from the pitcher's view. Um, pitcher throws a pitch; it literally bounces before home plate, and the catcher has to scoop it up. Fucking umpire calls a strike. He called a fucking strike. Right, so the batter goes crazy. He's like, "That's a ball, you know, all day long." Like, what are you talking about? He showed him where it hit. He's like, "Whatever." He gets back in the box. He goes for the second pitch. The guy already has two strikes on him, and this pitcher threw something way the fuck outside, way outside. It got loose from him. He couldn't catch it, and that damn umpire called strike three, ball game. Now, the batter that was up in the box, the team that he played for, they were down by four or five runs. Maybe more. I can't, I can't remember. But they were already down. That's, not the, that's ne neither here nor there. The problem is that umpire took away a potential rally. Um, shit, a potential highlight for this young man to try to get into the MLB. You know what I mean? You took away an opportunity for this kid to, to shine is what you did. And you cheated him. Now, my question or my concern is nothing happens to these referees or umpires when they do this shit. If you look at the NBA, if you look at the NBA, man, I've watched referees literally toss guys out of the fucking game for nothing. Now, you, you're going to say, Raul, you're exaggerating. You're just biased. And, and I'm telling you, no, no, no. Go look at what I'm telling you. I watched the Raptors game where they tossed out a basketball player who just looked and like, what you, what's the call? Boom, he's out of there. And the other referee is looking like, what did he do? Literally comes out of his mouth, what did he do? You know what I'm saying? You might not be able to correct it in that moment, but I strongly feel you fire and find these guys so these other referees don't do this because st you're stealing, you're being, you're being able to steal the game away. And that's what I was yeah. trying to tell Reggie the other time when we were talking about the Super Bowl. 
No one play does not come down. Like, they, the Eagles did not lose on one play. They lost on multiple plays, right? They lost with the fumble from Jalen Hurts. They couldn't do special teams and cover the punt return. There's other things that happened that, that accumulate to the loss. But we have to find a way to take the game out of these guys' hands. Yeah, my, my thing about the Browns, especially like football, maybe at a football coach and stuff and not played. I mean, there's certain points in the game where if you ain't called this, you ain't you ain't really you just let the kids, you let the team play, both teams playing hard. There's certain times you don't throw that with you don't blow you don't throw that flag. Right. Right. And so it's like the two bowl. You don't throw that flag. You can't throw that flag. You gotta fucking battle out, yeah. Yeah, you can't even you that they've been they've been bumping and bumping and bumping the whole game and jacking each other up the whole game and then now with two minutes left in the game, now you wanna throw that flag? You can't call that. So so my so, thing is also, bro, is these these referees fucking antagonize you, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they, they that's the part that people don't understand in the stands and people that don't coach. Like I've coached high school, I've coached little league, and these motherfuckers, and I'll say that, these motherfuckers antagonize you man they literally say shit to to spark an emotion from you and then everybody's talking about, oh you gotta have more control yeah but man come on sports is an emotional emotional thing anyway like you're you're your heart and sweat and blood and tears are in this fucking thing and you take one guy who doesn't give a shit he's only here to get his 65 dollars because he's referring the game for high school and he's antagonizing your sideline he's antagonizing you you know i've had guys come up to us before the game even started before the game even starts, hey, coaches, just want to let you know, this is my sideline. If I see anybody step over this line, not to on the field, a line that's five yards behind them, if I see anybody step on the line, I'm going to find your, I'm gonna penalize you guys, and then I'm going to toss out whoever do, does it. Like, this is what they tell us before high school. And you're like, God, bro, you, you control the game. What are you fucking worried? Nobody's going to come over here and behind you. Like, get yep. the fuck out of here. Like, we're not going to take care. You know what I'm saying? So my, my, my thing is you have to get control of it now. Some people have asked me, well, how do you fucking get control of it? How do you know what they're going to say? I believe you mic up every single umpire and referee. You mic them all up. You put them all under mics. And you might not listen to it during the game as a fan, but if there's a situation like what we saw with that umpire, you know what I'm saying? Now we can figure out what he was doing the whole game. You know what I'm saying? And you can, you, you can see what's going on on film, and then you get audio with it. You know what I'm saying? And you can figure out what the fuck is going on with these guys and their calls. Like, this is bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I, I, I give a hand clap to the NCAA for, I mean, they, they jumped on that whole thing very quickly. They did. They, I mean, they were on it. So, um, I mean, they suspended them. They say for how long be suspended indefinitely. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you, you like like what was he thinking when he made those two strike calls? So that's what I'm saying. Like, how does this guy get away with this shit? That's um, that's what I, that's what that's what's pissing me off is how does this mother how does he get away with being able to do this to a team? That's what I don't understand, bro. That's where it's it's kind of like you 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 they took he took the game away. You took the entire game away, and everybody's okay with this. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, there man, well, like you said, what much they could do, but I mean, I've literally watched like college softball games and teams down seven zip going into the seventh inning. They only play seven innings in college softball. Yeah, from the softball, but they were down seven zip, and then all of a sudden, you know, they 
come back, they come back and win eight seven. Right, right, right. Uh, I mean, it happened this weekend. So I mean, it's like you know, I watched. I've watched games. Like I mean, hell yeah, they were down four or five runs. But like you said, you could have got a hit. And just in baseball, uh, hitting is contagious. So once one person get a hit, somebody else might get a hit. The run scores, boom, and now you got a rally going. But right. I mean, just for the just for that referee to even say that. Or it even called a striker and didn't even want to. Didn't even, and it's just so blatant. Like, that's the part. Like, it wasn't even fucking close. Yeah, I mean, the, the catcher literally jumped out of his stance to catch the ball. So, I well, mean, that, he, like, he jumped out of his fucking stance to hold back the batter from beating on, uh, beating on that college baseball ump. You know what I mean? Right. But, I mean, I, I give credit to the batter. And, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't want to bring race into it, but it was African American kid. But I mean, he held his cool. He wasn't trying to beat him down with a baseball bat. He was just trying to talk to him, like, "What happened? What's that all about?" Right, right, right. But I mean, he could have fought the catcher. He could have lost his cool, but he didn't. He kept he kept his cool. So I give credit to him. Cause I give credit to the coaching staff, the parents, whoever. Because I mean, he kept his cool. I mean, I'd have been pissed here, off. I'd have been highly pissed off. Here, here it is, Tyrone. I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can see this. Can you see this? Yeah. Okay. So here's here's the play, right? Here's the first fucking, well, it's already, what's the count here? The count is two outs. It's 1-1 one, one right now. It's one one strike, one ball right now. This ball hops on the ground. He called it a strike. Look at this batter jumping up and down here. Like that ball hit right above him. All right, he's got to gather himself. Okay, here we go. This means a lot for his team. Look where this goddamn ball went. I mean, Jesus it didn't even catch any part of the plate, man. It didn't even get to the plate. That's what I'm saying. Look at this pitch, man. This is crazy to me. And he just they just allow this shit to go on, man. I mean, if you go back to the first pitch, I mean, you can look in the, the home team's dugout and everybody's like looking at you like, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. What, this one right here in the background? Yeah, yeah they, boom, look, everybody's like looking look, at you. Look, they're laughing. Like, look at these guys. <laughs> They're like, oh shit, that was a damn ball. Look, look at these guys laughing here. They all know what it is. Catcher, of course, he's not gonna say shit, of course not. And then here comes that second pitch, man. Way the fuck outside. Look at this. God, I mean, God bless the man for not for not swinging the bat and I mean annihilating that fucking umpire. Right. And and the teams that we're talking about, Mississippi uh, Valley State and New Orleans. New Orleans was a was. Playing Mr. Valley. I mean, just a terrible fucking call. Look at the reaction. Look at the reaction from that bench. Look at this, bro. I, I haven't seen that angle. Have you seen that angle? Look at the bench here. When that's the second pitch when it went way outside. Right? Look at everybody. Watch how they're watching this. Ball's way outside. Watch everybody's face. Look at this shit. They all know it's bullshit. <laughs> They all know, like, oh, 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 he's laughing. Oh, oh. They all know it's a bullshit call. Look at, look, he's got his hand on his face. Look at him. He's got his hands on his face right here. Like, oh, shit. So does he. So does he. They all know it's bullshit. And they're all laughing about it. So you, you, got, you got this team to get a, a win based off of this bullshit thing. That you, it's just ridiculous, man. It just, yeah. they control the game. Know. But in basketball, they did the same thing, though. In basketball, they did the same thing. In basketball, there has been more ejections this year than previous years combined. Like, bro, 
people are getting are, are getting thrown out the game all season long for little things. I mean, you can I have never seen. I know people don't like when when athletes question the call when they're like, "Oh, hey, why did we do this?" or they throw their hands up or something like that. You know what I'm saying? I get that. I, you're in the moment. You're trying to play, and I'm like, okay. Or oh, the referee's like, yeah, that's what it was. But when somebody does this, and you're like, you're out. Like shit. Right. Like, what can I do? What I can I not do? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, that that was especially the first one. That one, I mean, both of them were terrible. But the first one bounced, <laughs> and, and you could see the catcher catch it on the bounce, and then Ray like try to frame it. Yeah, try to hold it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, come on, bro. This yeah, dude, like, this dude. That, 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 I'm glad he got fi- fined. I mean, suspended. Yeah, he should be fired. I think he should be fired. I, I think he should be banned from fucking umpiring baseball. I do. I, I don't know what he's done in the past. I'm sure if somebody was in, was to go see previous games, there's probably previous games that he had erroneous calls on that one too. And, yeah, and again, there's going to be go people. Go league. Right. There's, well, I don't even think you should do little league. You don't, well, well hell, I know here uh, they don't have real umpires. The coaches still be umpires around here. I don't know. What, yeah. What's like. Wow. Like parents, like the like the head, the head coach or whoever stands behind the pitcher and calls balls and strikes. Like what? what? Going on? Yeah, that's how they do it here. Are you serious? They can't get parents to volunteer for shit. Well, you got to volunteer. Start paying people to play umpire to do umpiring, and then they'll they'll do the umpire shit every Saturday. And, that, and that's what my dad used to do. He'd make his little chump change up, umpire little league games all freaking all freaking day. Saturday. Yeah, you do, you do four or five games. You made about two hundred bucks on the day. Right, and he umpired freaking because he was like he umpired little league. He went to high school, then he was the um, Florida Marlins spring trainer, um, spring training umpire, Mm -hmm. and then he was Manti's full time umpire behind the plate. So I mean, he 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 did his thing, but I mean they don't do that crap no more. They don't want to pay nobody. They don't want to parents don't want to volunteer. Like I go watch, we go watch my nephews play and. It's like the head coach behind the pitcher. Like, how you gonna call that ball a strike? Man, no shit. Like, come on now. Yeah, it takes away the integrity of the game, man. I mean, over here, referees make a pretty good little chump change. I see guys that, I mean, they make five hundred bucks in a weekend, bro, because they play. First of all, there's there's games on Saturday for football, right? So there's about ten games they they referee during the day. Right. Ten fucking games at forty five dollars is nice little change. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm. This is this is lovely. Um, and then on Sundays they go do you know like rec ball, baseball, or ba- uh, basketball, and pick up another two, three hundred bucks doing that shit over the weekend. Man, I, I've honestly thought about doing that, but I couldn't do it here. I have to go somewhere else because I know everybody here. Yeah, but so you, I, 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 I couldn't be a referee or umpire. I, I never umpire. Baseball is boring to me. But, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I couldn't be a referee or anything like that, so... And I get it's a tough job, and I understand you have to deal with a lot. But, bro, like, there has to be some kind of repercussion to these umps, man. There has to be some kind of, of repercussion to the umps. I mean, it, to me, if you don't, if you don't get a nip on it, like, whether it's, you know, whether it's baseball, basketball, whatever, you're going you're gonna to have some serious... I don't know, you're, they're, gonna, they're controlling the game, and it's not making it any fun to watch. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't, I don't watch basketball too tough, but it's that's like basketball. And the other teams be a little bit physical, and then all of a sudden, like the last, like the game's closed, and all of a sudden they come to whistles. Where right. was this shit at in the beginning? Like now, yeah. for me as a player, if I know I can get away with this damn chuck the whole way down field, when I was playing, we when I played football, I'm a chuck your ass all the way down field. 
and then I know I'm not gonna get a flag. Then you gonna you can't wait till the end of the game, the close game, to throw that flag because now my mentality is I can get away with it. They're not gonna call it. Right. And I think that's how every other athlete, probably even even you playing sports, even coaching. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I call certain when I when I was offensive coordinator, I called plays certain plays because I knew if I could hook that defensive end, even though I knew my tight end and my wing back was holding the hell out of them. They weren't calling that shit, so I'm, I'm calling it because I'm getting I'm getting seven eight yards a pop on it. Right. So, I mean, it's I mean it kind of changes it changes your mentality. Like, okay, I can get away with this, and then all of a sudden they throw the flags. Like, what the fuck? I've well, been here, doing here, this whole game. Here, here, Tyrone. So you, since you say you don't watch basketball very often, let me let me let me share my screen for you here, and you're gonna see. You see Fred Van Fleet, who went off on the referees, which, in my opinion, rightfully fucking so, because it it just gets to a point, like you said, like you, you just commented, they, they don't call these calls, and all of a sudden, here comes the calls, right? And you don't know what the fuck's right. going on. You're like, yeah, why am I getting all these calls? Well, here, here's Van, Fred Van Fleet on the referees um, on, on what happened during his game. Check this out. I mean, I don't mind. I'll take a fine. I don't really care. I thought, you know, um, Ben Taylor was fucking terrible tonight. Um, I thought that on most nights, you know, a couple of the, you know, out of the three, there's one or two that just fucked the game up, you know, and it's, it's, it's been like that a couple couple games in a row. Um, Denver was tough, obviously. You come out tonight, you're competing pretty hard. The third quarter, I get a bullshit tech, changes the whole dynamic of the game, changes the whole flow of the game. And, um, you know, most of the refs are trying hard. I like a lot of the refs are trying hard. They're pretty fair. They communicate well. And then you got the other ones who just want to be dicks and, um, just kind of fucks the game up. Nobody's coming to see that shit. They come to see the players. And um, I think we're losing a little bit of the fabric of what the NBA is and was. And um, it's been disappointing this season. Um, you can look up most of my texts this year have been with Ben Taylor officiating. So at a certain point as a player, you feel it's personal. And um, it's never a good place to be. That's not why we lost tonight. We got outplayed. Um, but it definitely makes it tougher to overcome. Do you see what I'm saying here, Tyrone? Do you see what's going on? Even this, yeah. even he says this. It's it's most nights this guy calls texts on me. Like your it becomes fucking personal. That's why I say mic up these goddamn referees and mic up these umpires. They'll control their little mouth a little bit more. They control their little. If they don't control their emotions, then as an NBA, the NFL, the MLB, the NHL, everybody that has to deal with sports from high school all the way up. You get a little bit better outcome, and the referees don't control the fucking game. You know what I'm saying? There's there's times I've had referees in high school chapping at a fucking player of mine while the game's going on. No bullshit, bro. The game's going on, and the referee is walking behind a kid, chapping at him. And then when you go to the uncut, you know, like the huddle video, and you're like, okay, what did our kid do? Let, let's say, because you want to make sure... You know, this referee isn't just doing it for no reason. Maybe maybe our right. kid said something or did something, right? Bro, I literally and, and I literally can't find it. Right? So you don't know what the audio is because you don't you don't know what the kid might have said out of his helmet. He's looking one direction but says fuck you to the referee the other way. You have no idea. But whatever it is, the referee becomes now locked in on a player, just like Fred Van Fleet's going through. Dave, I've seen this happen with other players in the NBA. I watch NBA games, random ones, bro. Random ones, and it's the same shit. It's like yeah. it's like they had a referee meeting. It's like, yo, let's just control the whole game and fuck these players. Yeah, but I had a, I had a kid uh, when my son was still playing youth football, and we were playing eight man football for the spring. Just uh, he wanted to play eight man, and I had a powerhouse team. But I had a kid 
who's the start starting running back for Palm Bay High now. I'm not going to say no names, but he's a hell of a hitter. He would knock your block off. Right. Even, even as a runner, even as a linebacker. Anyway, we went down to Hobie Sound, just down there near um, West Palm and stuff. Went down to Hobie Sound, and the ref referee literally came up to us before the game and was like, if um, number three... <clears throat> uh, has and number three doesn't settle down, uh, we're gonna throw him out of the game. Yeah. Like settle down, what? Like what's he doing wrong? Like nobody's ever saying do anything wrong, right? You just you just tell him he's to calm it down. Well, the first play, it wasn't. It was. I think it was probably later in the first first quarter. He knocked the ball. I mean, the quarterback was trying to scramble and trying to get the first down. Legal hit. Crushes the quarterback, hurts him, mm. knocks him out of the ball game. I mean, he crushed. It was legal hit. Head was up. He's just a hard hitter. He they threw a flag on necessary roughness. So I'm like, I'm going. I'm I'm trying to be calm, be calm. I told him like, he can't. He brought to the sideline. Hey, you just keep doing what you're doing. I'll take care of the rest. Right. And so, a couple plays later, they ran their they ran a, like a little dive play. And he leveled the he leveled the fullback like he's taught. Right. So you go in there and you fill the hole. Right. He he leveled the fullback. I mean, he leveled him. Clean hit, hit him in his chest with his shoulder pads, knocked him out. He's out for the game. Threw another mm. flag. And they sat they sat him out for the whole rest of the first half. This little boy is like 10, 11 years old. He's crying and stuff, and it's like yeah. I'm I'm over there like I'm losing my shit slow like I'm really losing my shit but I'm trying to keep my shit because of him right and so I'm over there come hey you don't change the way his parents are right there by the fence talking to him too and I'm like you just keep doing what you're doing you're not doing anything wrong they're just being dicks to you right now right and um, third finally we got to come back second half he's on he's a running back now he gets the ball. He trying trying to score, literally truck sticks this kid. I mean, he Adrian Peterson, this kid, like just hit him and stepped on him at the same time. Wow! Score touchdown. They threw a flag, threw him out the game, and we had to go in front of the board. And luckily, my parents recorded the, uh, the game. I'm like, you uh, told like I told the board, you tell me what he did wrong in any of these plays. If they're illegal hits, I understand. I don't condone that. I don't coach that way. But tell me what I did wrong. I mean, they, they let the kid come back and play. But, I mean, that one ref, and then we ended up getting him in the playoffs, and I told him we're not playing with him on the field. Right. Because I, I he was targeting – he was targeting my well, just one like, – like, like he said, one individual player, he targeted the whole game. Right. Just just give me a reason. Okay, we everybody knows he's a hard hitter. Everybody knows that. And so I mean, he just hits hard, but it's legal. Like there's there's no spearing, no heads down. But as a coach, I mean, it was like I, I used to get fired up over refs. I man, like I, you can you can talk shit about to me. You can talk shit about me. You can say what you want to say to me. One, don't talk to my players, and one, don't try to cheat my players. I'm big on that because I'm gonna course, go all yeah. out for them. I'm coach. I'm all out for them. I know they. I know if they see me fighting for them. They're gonna fight for me. So imagine, so. imagine that. Imagine that. But now at a higher scale. You know what I'm saying? 
You know, imagine that as a higher scale. I've had games where a referee comes up to me and the head coach and says, hey, both of you guys got uh, – this is before the game. Both of you guys got personal, um, personal fouls on you, and that way if you get another one, I can toss you out of the game. You're like, what? Me and the other, ref- me and the other head coach are like, why, why are we getting that for us? What, what do you – well, I want to be able to make sure you guys control yourselves. Control ourselves? We, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, do I have that kind of reputation? I've lost control on referees? He tells right. me, this is what he tells me. He goes, no, no, no. It's two black organizations playing football, and I know how wild it can get. I'm like, you motherfucker. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me right now? And well, me, and the, I mean, me and the other head I'm, coach were good friends. We, you know, we, we want to be competitive. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, it, it's like playing Madden against your, your boy. Like, you're going to be competitive. You're not going to take it easy on him. But at the end of the day, you're still fucking friends. Right. I know with me, like, you know, you know my dad's coach forever and stuff like that. And he always tell me to calm down. Like, calm right. down these refs. And one, one year he came and coached with me. I was the head coach. He was my, I forgot what he, I mean, he just, I think he ran my office or something. I don't know what he did. But I just sat, kind of sat back and watched with how he handled refs and stuff. And, he's, and what he does is he goes up to the refs like what are you what what are you gonna let go today? Like what what can what what do you what are you not gonna call? Right. And, and the refs will tell him, you know, hey, you know, I'm not I ain't call holding if you know if the play's over there running left and the, the right tackles hold him, I'm not gonna call it because they interfere with the play. Right. You know, it's just like little things like that. Like I'm gonna let I'm gonna let your DBs chuck down the field or to the ball's thrown. Just little stuff like that. So I started doing that kind of stuff. That way, I, I prepared myself. For I like I know the ref ain't gonna call this, but he will call this and stuff. I tell my coaches like, hey, he said he's gonna call this, this, and this. He was he's gonna let this and this go, right? Unless it's obvious. Well, and so I mean, and it works. And so I mean, I've calmed down a lot coaching, which I think it hurt my coaching style because you know I'm really rambunctious. But right. I think with the kids, they help too because you know they don't see me scream at refs all game. I can focus on them. So. Right, right, right. And again, that, that's, that's I just think they, they got to do something about the referees in these major games because it's a lot riding on these games, a lot more stress than, than what we go through. You have to find some kind of control on these guys because if you don't, you continue to allow this to go on, man. As a sports fan, you're like, well, fuck this game. I'm not going to watch anything until the playoffs. Maybe I'll watch some shit. All right. Uh, but there's some, as a player union, I would think that, the, that you would want something done and take control of the refs because they do control the fucking game and they can take it away from you. But, um, well, listen, that, that's all the time we got, man. I hope you all liked it. Um, listen, follow us on Instagram, On The Clock Radio. Follow us on uh, Facebook, OTC Sports. Send us an email, on the clock 20 at gmail.com. Hit us up. Um, Tyron, I appreciate you, man. And, and by the next time we do this, Reggie should be back in, in full swing. And I can't wait to hear some of his stories. Uh, and hopefully he did, did his thing over there and, and doesn't come back with anything that's permanent <laughs> you know what I'm saying maybe he just, just maybe just needed some recharging time cause I definitely yeah, want to hear about Baker Mayfield and the Bucks cause he damn sure did not invite us yeah man I'm not gonna let that hold me back from loving him but I definitely am gonna bring that up every every three or four days nah fuck that shit he's <laughs> alright Tyrone I'll let you man alright on the clock You've been listening to On The Clock Radio. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. 
Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And we'll be back soon. But make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at On The Clock Radio. Y'all be cool. See you next time.